0: Say hey, fuck them, don't feed them cause we don't even need them I never celebrate the tyrants anarchy, again, I feed them? Yeah, fuck them, don't feed them cause we don't even need them I never celebrate the town's anarchy, can I feed them?
1: Man, I am fired up. I'm fired up, man, because we are at war. It's not a kinetic war, but make no mistake, this is a war. For years, shit posters, trolls, bloggers, podcasters, and vloggers have been under attack. They've been kicked off of social media, depersoned, and financially broken. The bend is always the same. Libertarians, conservatives, anarchists, populists, and every other anti-establishment personality that refuses to conform to the status quo centrism of perpetual war, mass murdering women and children for the heinous crime of being born in a foreign nation, perpetual debt, $27 and growing at an exponential rate, economic fascism, corporate state cartels and enforced monopolies, mass surveillance, censorship, and blacklists are destroyed through a concerted effort of the big tech media banking trifecta. That's not to mention intelligence agencies. Even little old me finds myself under attack as of recent. In May of 2020, Year Zero began to hit its stride. It wasn't perfect. Recording podcasts out on the road is challenging, and I've had my share of quality issues with sound and signal, but growth started ticking up rapidly. I received an email from Apple that I found encouraging. Year Zero had breached the top 75 in the genre of politics. That's not too bad for a no-name trucker constantly struggling with scheduling and energy. But suddenly in late July, the 4 and 5 star ratings I'd been receiving came to a halt and a barrage of 1 star ratings and a few bad reviews hit my Apple rating. I dropped from a solid 4.5 star podcast to a 2.5 star podcast, nowhere near the top 100 anymore. This appears to be a concerted effort, and it seems to be ramped up with the censorship of other voices by big tech since the election of Joe Biden. The cathedral and its androids want dissident voices silenced, especially voices like mine reaching blue-collar Americans. My anti-intellectual assault on their narratives and revised history relates to the truck drivers, construction workers, welders and pipe fitters, mechanics, drunkards, and deplorables. The last thing they want is a coalition of gritty, no nonsense men and women rejecting their waspy, overeducated sophistry and demanding complete freedom from their blood soaked regulatory grip. Help me fight back against these monsters. Go to your favorite podcast feeds, subscribe, give me a five star rating, and review Year Zero. We can push these ratings back up and tell the elites to go to hell. It's up to all of us to support each and every creator that we rely on. Donate a dollar or two a month to your favorite creators. Grant five-star ratings to, to all of them. Give them reviews. And share all of our work as we continue to build our brands and fight the propaganda war in the interests of our children and grand, grandchildren. You can shoot me a, a donation at paypal.me forward slash Tommy Salmons. Um, subscribe to my substack, tommysalmons.substack.com. Check me out on the Libertarian Institute, forward slash, I'm sorry, it's libertarianinstitute.org, forward slash, year zero. And just, show us all su- support. We're out here working really hard. We're doing all we can to fight back against this propaganda machine. And, uh, like I said, these blood-soaked monsters, man. So, Enjoy the podcast. Working up on
0: Capitol Hill I kill more people with my pen Than your guns ever will Yeah, where well, the bankers and makers Are the people I truly serve
1: I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. On today's podcast, I have a good friend of mine that decided he would finally join me after a couple of years of badgering him. Eric Sawyer. Eric Sawyer is formerly one of the co-hosts of the Revolution Report. Since the end of the Revolution Report, he has fathered a child and bought a home. So congratulations for sure. Um, I invited him on to talk about all the stuff we see going around us in 2021. And he, uh, was happy to oblige. And we chat about wall street bets. We chat about Doug Mackey. We chat about identity politics and how it has infiltrated the libertarian party. So enjoy and we are here with eric sawyer what's going on buddy hey how's going all right we haven't heard much from you since uh the end of the revolution report so it's nice to have you back on the air
2: yeah i had to take a little break there uh i don't know what i'm going to be doing but uh, i'll be getting back into it soon you know i bought the house had a kid so i did a big uh addition of my house so it's i've been a little busy
1: No, I, yeah. And I, have seen pictures that you have posted of your child and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Finally
2: settled, but I'm starting to do some work with the Mises Caucus in New Hampshire. That's starting to get going. So
1: getting back into it. That's good, man. That's really good. I'm uh, glad to hear that. I know that everybody has to have their personal lives and how, how things go uh, for them at home makes a difference on how active they can be in, uh, in the community. So that's, it's really good. How do you, how are you feeling about the Mises caucus at this moment in time? Cause there's a lot of exciting news very,
2: around. Yeah. Very, um, excited, very hopeful things. Um, uh, since January 6th, it seems. And, um, I don't know if it, if it, if it's related to the response from the official LP, but since that point, the Mises caucus numbers have exploded and particularly here in New Hampshire, things were pretty quiet for a while uh, when I got into it, but um, we had a slow trickle of people coming in. We had a little meetup; where only six people were there, but then that, all that stuff happened and we've just been getting flooded with people. We actually have our second meetup tomorrow and um, in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we're pretty much at capacity. There's about 30 people that are coming. Well, that's so, awesome yeah, yeah yeah and we're doing a, we're getting involved in a little uh legislation work um helping out with um, defend the guard. We got that bill to um uh, legislator Kevin Craig in New Hampshire and he uh, introduced it so that's that's in the works yeah so that's exciting.
1: oh, that is exciting. I rem- we did a, um I did an episode I think it was with yeah Mike Meharry and I did yes. an episode last year about defend the guard. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that subjects continuing to come up.
2: Yeah. That's funny because, um, I heard, um, Dan McKnight on Scott Horton show a bunch of times talking about it. And then, you know, I started doing, uh, stuff in New Hampshire with the Mises caucus and I just happened to be listening to Tom Woods and Mike Meharry was on, um, talking up defender guard again. So I was like, yeah, you know what, this, this, this will be our first, our first item to work on. And. i emailed dan he got right back to me and it's uh it's getting it's going it's it's introduced so it's it's in the hands of the legislation now
1: yeah well that's good and uh yeah i know mike that like i said that's something that mike and i had talked about last year so i'm like i'm really glad it's back back in the news or at least Of the libertarian movement and and people are moving that's a very important movement you want to explain that a little bit before we get rolling into uh the the subject that we're here to talk about
2: yeah essentially i mean it'll be a small but significant step in pushing back against these uh endless and mainly unconstitutional wars and that's pretty much what the bill will do it'll for the national guard at least it'll prevent say here in new hampshire from the governor from sending any national guard troops to any foreign wars with uh, that does not have a constitutional declaration of war that's pretty much
1: it yeah and i know i know they were looking at pushing it to several uh, i think it was uh if i remember right last year there were 20 i want to say it was 23 states i think it's yeah 26
2: uh, almost 30 now okay
1: All right. Yeah. 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 There were there were twenty three states that were looking at introducing that legislation, and that I mean, it's not going to completely stop or neuter anything, but it is going to put a major dent in the plans of the of the yeah. foreign policy elite. Yep. And
2: they, and they're and they're. Um they're the the opposition to it. It's just about money. It's, you know, they're going to lose money, federal funding. And that's, that's pretty much all they have. And it's funny because, uh, you know, you you would think this would be something that Democrats would get behind. Right. I mean, they're supposed to be the ones who oppose overseas wars, but we know that's not the truth,
1: but you mean the people that have started (laughs) almost every major conflict in history In,
2: in theory, in theory, but, um, (laughs) yeah so here in new hampshire it's not a single democrat is on board and we reached out to them we reached out to republicans libertarians and democrats and it's all um, libertarians of course supported and liberty caucus republicans Uh, kevin craig who's a a republican in the liberty caucus he's the one who introduced
1: it like all the co-sponsors are
2: um liberty caucus republicans and that's where all the support's coming from
1: I imagine that would be something that Tulsi Gabbard would want to get in, get on board with too. Uh, she's very I think she's very much behind it. Yeah. Uh, it's been w- introduced in Hawaii,
2: in Hawaii. That's one of the states, so.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that would be something big for her. Um she she's still active duty, right? Uh yes, yeah. Okay. I thought so. I knew I knew she was out of Congress, but I thought she was still active in the reserve in in the National Guard.
2: I wish she had stayed in. I mean, she's not perfect, obviously, but, you know.
1: Who is? She, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see
2: um, um, Spike Cohen's tweet? That was a good one.
1: Which one, um, which one was that? I saw he had put a couple of them out there. Which one are you specifically talking about?
2: Next uh, next project, using our Wall Street bets meme power to crash the military industrial complex stocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's perfect that's perfect all right but that's a perfect segue uh we we wanted to get into we're talking about absolutely talking about fighting the cathedral the establishment however you want to however you want to put it the war machine the warfare where welfare state if i can speak i'm gonna stumble over my tongue a little bit but yeah that's um i mean and Dave Smith put it really well, um, yep. during the Archie flowers debate when it, when he said, look, man, if you're going to be offended by fucking words, you're not ready for the fight that we're, we're engaging in. Cause we're fighting the CIA, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and and he's absolutely right. And, you know, one of the, one of the things I, I had told everybody when I switched the name of my podcast over to uh year zero is like. I'm, I'm against the CIA. This is like my thing. Like I re I've been interested in reading and studying the CIA since I was like 13 years old, man. I saw, I saw the movie JFK and I thought it was a documentary and I went fucking berserk. There's going to be a multi front fight here. And when, when you see what happened with wall street bets this week, you have to cheer. It's like, this is remarkable. Oh my God. This is a complete reflection. I told, I I think I I told you in the chat earlier, but I told my buddy who's a syndicalist, I was like, this is Austrian economics defeating (laughs) corporatism. That's what you're watching. Yeah.
2: Occupy Wall Street back in 2008, you know, occupied all these spaces for what, months, months on end. And what did they get out of it? Nothing. And uh, you, you get politics. these self-proclaimed autists on Reddit who totally freaking took their hornet's it, nest and shook it in the matter of days, and they're all panicking right now.
1: I love how um, I love how the term autist has become a badge <laughs> a badge of honor.
2: <laughs> Have you been on that Wild Wall Street Bets Reddit page yet? That's it's, it's
1: it's, it's it's hilarious no I've been on the discord but I haven't been on the oh. I don't I don't jack around with reddit that much I I got a new phone I, don't and either, I, <laughs> I got a new phone and I never even put the app back on my phone because I was part of yeah. uh, I was part of Scott Horton's reddit right. group but I just haven't got, gotten on there I haven't been on there I, I've been trying to really wing down my social media stick to our chats you know stay in my own little bubble do my research and not get angry at fucking avatars on the on the internet yeah
2: yeah you you mentioned dave early and he had a really good yeah. one too Um he wrote a yeah you know, a group a group of people on reddit using the market did more to transfer wealth from the wall street class to the regular people than 100 plus years of progressive policies <laughs>
1: <That's>, yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's it absolutely yeah i what did i what did i i, I tweeted something out this morning and i was like with well, that, that that feeling when socialists realized that it wasn't a government that redistributed the wealth. It was the market. Yeah. You know, because it's just, it's just such, it's poetry in motion. Just watching it. It's so poetic. It's like, we've been telling you, you know? Yeah. And, and we've seen, and
2: we've seen nothing but, um, of divide, you know, mostly perpetuated by the media. Just, in this whole Trump phenomenon and then COVID. And then you get this event happening right now and you're seeing people from the left and the right libertarians, far left, everywhere around the political spectrum who pretty much all agree, you know, fuck these hedge
1: funds managers. Well, it, well, here's another thing. When, when people look, look within themselves and, and solve problems on their own, without turning to government right somehow they found a way to be united it's almost it's almost as if the government is the problem yeah yeah (laughs) And, and you see this because all these all these government officials are suddenly so concerned about like just out there, God, this is so dangerous. You're going to lose so much money. We got to do this for you. We got to do that for you. And the people that are involved in this are like, fuck you. I don't care if I yeah. lose everything. And you're yeah. not going to, you're not going to turn me against my neighbor because we're right. a different color because we're fighting you and your corporatism and your cronies.
0: Yeah.
2: I think what's happening right now, you know, like I said, it's helping with the divide. We we've we've seen like right away CNN these articles coming out about Reddit and the scourge of white supremacy on on Reddit, and I think these articles and these views are being completely rejected by people right now. Because I think people are, are laser focused on what's happening.
1: Right, and, you know, in and and Dave and in Tim Poole both have much bigger audiences than I do, and. They've they've both pointed out several times that what destroyed the Occupy movement was the insertion yeah. of identity politics. So we yes. have to really be very aware of what these people are trying to do. They're trying to repeat the same thing they repeated, or the same thing they, uh, the same strategy they utilized at Occupy to destroy that movement. So you yeah. have to be yeah, very
2: exactly aware. But it was, yeah, and I think, I don't know if it was David that was saying this, but, like, right around that end, it what was it, like 2010 or whatever, like, that's right when the identity politics shit started. You know, there's that great, it's like a like a newspaper uh, cartoon, a dude sitting at his desk, and all the protesters behind him with the Occupy signs, and it's, it, all he says is, here, introduce them to identity politics.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Divide and conquer. You know, and that's all identity politics has ever been been meant for is to divide and conquer. It's to, you know, they see you as the other. And then when as as that is evolved, it's become the other sees you as the other, you know, this animal, this person that's not even this unhuman thing over there is trying to take away your freedoms and your livelihood and your humanity through their words and their actions.
2: You know, and now we have the power of the internet. I mean, we had the internet then, but it's been over a decade and we have these groups like Reddit and stuff that, and these um, really smart dudes who are, are figuring this shit out and, and realizing that, you know, they don't need to go stand outside, wall street with a sign when they're not going to give two fucks about that and
1: they can do much more damage by sitting
2: behind a computer screen
1: yeah yeah exactly and we don't have okay we don't have a trillion dollar uh media conglomerate shoving propaganda down people's throats every every day but we do have free thinking individuals who are out there looking around going, none of this makes any fucking sense. Yeah. And And we got
2: all these, yeah, we got all these big names in their live streams and all these independent journalists. And that's why we're seeing the the crackdown on, on um, social media and YouTube.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's why I started, that's why I started publishing my podcast not only through Libsyn where I've been publishing it, but I also publish it at my sub stack separately instead of having Libsyn automatically upload it to my sub stack. I publish it separately there. So therefore I have a backup, you know, uh, if, if worse comes to worse, you know? Yeah. Um, do you, you do you put your podcast on YouTube? It, it automatically uploads on YouTube, but yeah. I don't
2: pay any. You I should check out Odyssey and library
1: you know, yeah, I do. I need to check that out. I, I tried bit when it, when it first came out yeah. and I would sit there for like eight hours in the whole time. It would tell me it's, it still had like eight hours left to upload. And I would be like, well, you haven't moved at all. Like right. I, I can't do this. I don't have right. time for this. So, so I just never did upload to bit shoot, but I do need to check out library and odyssey for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're, we have a guy, Doug Mackey, who's been, who's looking at ten years in prison for posting memes. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, you want to you want to talk about cracking down on somebody? Memes he posted in 2016. Suddenly, two days ago, he's arrested and facing ten years in prison. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not
2: even too familiar with this story but you guys are talking about it in the chat and i took a little peek at it i, I don't even need to know the details like it it's absolutely insane
1: well yeah they're, they're saying they got him for what is it? u.s code 18 section whatever yada yada it's a voter voter code violation is like coercive voting um co- coercion of voters or something like that basically what he did is he posted you remember that meme that was going around in 2016 that was a joke about um all the um about the the text codes, right? For yeah you know, to vote for such and such, text this word yeah. to this number, right? Yeah. So he was he he posted a meme that said to vote for Hillary Clinton, uh type Hillary in, text Hillary to 4141 or something like that. And so, apparently, 4,900 people thought that was really how you voted in this country. Well, they, they, like, they shouldn't like be fucking voting. Blocks. They shouldn't be <laughs> fucking voting. I'm sorry. <laughs> if that's what you thought was going on, yeah, I'm glad that you didn't make it to the ballot box. <laughs> oh, man. Probably about
2: 75% of the population shouldn't be voting.
1: Memes... memes. <laughs> Memes are the test for voting. We've all been asking for.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, Yeah.
1: So apparently he violated people's right to vote by, by posting a meme that told them to, to text Hillary to four, one, four, one or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. And well, and we're laughing because it's
2: so ridiculous, but you know it's 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 pretty awful what with, with that story and you know people who went to this ridiculous protest at the Capitol, um people being fired from work arrested um just you know kicked off every social media platform and it's and it, it's all under the guise of you know orange man bad we got to get rid of this fascist and his supporters but you know it's not you know they're getting, they're starting with them, but you're you're already seeing um, libertarians and other freedom thinkers getting deplatformed and kicked off social media altogether. You know, you know, Michael Heist was kicked off Facebook. Like, well, <laughs> well, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and if if the fact that Ron Paul lost all yeah. his posting abilities to his yes. page on Facebook doesn't open your eyes, then there's nothing that's yes. going to open your eyes.
2: Yes, the man that's been preaching, you know, voluntary
1: interactions and peace
2: and free markets for his entire fucking life. You know, yeah. He's a big threat to democracy.
1: Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, maybe that, he is. Maybe yeah. his, his
2: ideas are a threat to democracy, actually,
1: but <laughs> Yeah. Peace and prosperity is yeah. is, is really hate speech And yeah. you know, when you well, at least in the double think world that we live in today. You know, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane. And you're right. We're, we're not laughing because it's not funny um, that this kid, I say kid, he's 31 years old, um, is, you know, facing 10 years. I mean, that's fucking horrible, but you can't, you could, I mean, if I would have wrote this as one of my short stories, I would have been mocked. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is so absurd. This is like straight idiocracy. This is yeah. we live in a satire. Yeah. If you were writing
2: a dystopian novel and you wrote that, and your editor you read it, and you'd be like, what,
1: why is this in here? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's that's insane. <laughs> like that would never happen. And, and and here it is, it happened. He's he's facing 10 years in prison for a meme. And it's just like, this is okay, like some people can't take a joke. I get that, but God, you don't have to get so fucking offended. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, where's the, where's the left? I got a lot of people who are pretty much far left from center in my life, friends and family. And, you know, of course they're cheering all this, but it's like, it, it, <laughs> I mean, can't you see? I mean, I, I just I all I can do with these people is send them like Glenn Greenwald videos and like, oh, look, here's one of your people telling you how it is like this. This is not good because, you know, eventually everything's going to come back around and someone who you don't like is going to be in power and it's they're going to come after come after you.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't understand what what happened to people. Uh, I really don't. I don't understand how Trump happened. That's what? it. That's... Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> they, yeah. He fucking fried people's brains. Like,
1: he, brain cells. he broke them.
2: <laughs> They're broken.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh. They're literally broken. They 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 all belong in in the movie The Ringer right now. Just like uh, I'm baffled, Stevie. You know, <sighs> I I just I I just can't I I I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> sorry it's just
2: and they and fucking joe biden is the president i I i'm watching i'm trying to watch him like i'm watching him sign these uh, i don't know if i'm getting off track here but I'm, i'm watching him sign these executive orders and just mumbling under his stupid fucking mask and he gets up and he just looks so frail and weak and it's like this is the guy you chose like You guys could have had Tulsi Gabbard, but you fucking ignored her and called her an Assad apologist. You fucking idiots.
1: I was standing behind a guy at the store earlier, man. He was wearing three fucking masks. No way. Get out of here. This was a big ass buff dude, man. It looked like some type of guy that spends like two hours at the gym every day. And he's, I'm standing there and I'm, I'm just staring. I'm just, I know he's like looking at me out of the corner of his eye. Like, why is this faggot looking at me like this? I just couldn't help it. I was just like, I'm counting three fucking masks. I can't, I
2: can't believe people. uh, I I saw a picture of Joe Biden with two masks on. I'm like, you've got to be fucking shitting me right now. Like what a weak,
1: pathetic man. Like, What are you doing? (laughs) just can't help it i'm just i couldn't take my eyes off the guy i know he thought i was flirting with him i know he did but i was just like are you fucking serious and i'm and i'm like studying them i'm like okay that one's got stains from at least six months ago
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, i worked with i worked with a guy he had a big fucking brown stain on right where the mouth is i'm like dude, what the fuck? change your fucking mask
1: dude. <laughs> yeah, take your mask off before you yeah. mask. ass Jesus
2: Christ. Yeah. I, I'm up in, I'm in New Hampshire. And, you know, it's it's pretty normal. Hey, eh? you, you know, not everybody out, out there is wearing masks. But I go to work in Boston and Cambridge, Massachusetts. And it's I'm not shitting you. It's 100 percent of the people walking outside by themselves. It's freezing out. It's cold. They're walking every every single person, people driving in their cars. It's like a freaking dystopian zombie land of just a bunch of mindless drones walking around it's it's it, it makes me angry at when i see this it, it drives me
1: crazy yeah well i mean it's, they're, it, it's just and it's doing some horrible things to children too absolutely i mean yeah my, my kids daycare. care
2: like they they at first they they make them wear them in and then when they brought them out of course i can't go in anymore to to pick her up i have to wait outside and i'm not putting a mask on so i stand back near my car and um but now she's she i see the kids through the window they're all wearing masks and i'm like they're all they wear masks all day now and she's like yes and uh, i just shake my head and and leave with my kid and i'm you know talking to my wife right now and it's like you know we want to get her out of there it's it's ridiculous it's you get a a whole generation of kids right now that barely see people's faces and their smiles and their expressions and just just this just constant Pushing a fear onto them, like you, you know, don't get too close to Jimmy over there. You know, you don't know, be scared, be scared of people. Don't touch them. Go wash your hands. Wash your hands. Like, yeah, it's just
1: with messing with kids'
2: heads right now with this stuff.
1: Well, not with just kids, man. Like, well, like, everybody, yeah. But well, yeah. 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 Like yeah. extroverts especially. Like I'm an introvert. I'm, you know, <laughs> you, you don't really, you you may not be able to tell it. You know, by the way I interact with with people on my podcast or or whatever, but I'm, I'm really an introvert. I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I can go sit, I can go sit next to my pond for fucking hours and, and do nothing. I read a book and just sit there and I'm fine. I'm good. Watch the fish jump, you know, eating fucking dragonflies off the water. And I'm good, man. Like, I don't need, I don't need a lot, but you know, B B is a super extrovert. And there was a one week Luckily, it was only one week in our, uh, in our town. We live in a really small town there in Southeast Texas. And there was one week where they were really like stringent on, you have to wear a mask to come into the grocery store. And she, she's the type of person because she works from home. She's a very, she's very extroverted. She loves people. She loves dealing with people. So she would, she only, sh- she only shops for what she wants to eat that day. Right. Right. So she would go to the store every day so she could see people and interact and, and have that engagement. And she had friends at Mar- Market Basket, the the grocery store there where we live. And that one week, she would call me up, like crying almost. Like, I dread going. I can't do this. I huh. can't tell if they're laughing. I can't tell if they're crying. I can't wait to get out of there. Because I have to wear this fucking mask. I can't see their faces. I want to know what the fuck. I can't interact with these people like this. I mean, it is hurting people, like, in general. But then you hear stories like this about, there. I heard a story the other day. I can't remember where it was. But there was a school that said, I don't care about COVID. We have a suicide epidemic running rampant. Through our the body of our school, we have to reopen the school. It's like, what the fuck is going on when eleven year olds are blowing their fucking heads off?
2: Yeah, yep, and and that's the that's the range where it's it's I think it's like like fifteen to twenty. The suicide rates are through
1: the freaking roof
2: right now. It's
1: right. Well, and then on top of that, you you bring in the rest of the culture where, okay. Now, if you were white, or should I say, of a certain color, you were less than human. It sounds really racist when you say it that way, doesn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're a white kid then you're less than human. You're you're the problem with society. You're the problem with all of the world's problems. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. You, like, you've caused toxic all masculinity of this. Yeah, especially if you're a white male. Oh, my God, yeah. let that happen. Then you got these kids, man. They're growing up. Now they can't see people's faces. They're told they're the devil, you know, from a young age. And this is the culture where we're raising our children in. Yeah. The the
2: long term effects of this aren't gonna be it, 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 it don't it might be impossible to to calculate how many how many deaths this the lockdowns and this whole culture has caused. I mean, you know, a lot of people have died from COVID and it's and it's sad and it sucks. But you know, I honestly in my opinion, I don't believe I think the numbers are grossly inflated due to the way they do PCR tests and how they mark down deaths, but that's a whole nother whole
1: nother story okay well wait wait wait, wait. maybe they are inflated but even one death is too many (laughs) and not 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 a suicide death though no 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 we
2: don't stop talking about that until joe biden's president okay no no i only see stories about it now
1: no yes the kid there was a gunshot wound to to his face (laughs) self-inflicted gunshot wound to his face but he did test positive for covid so that's a covid death that's a covid death
2: yeah um these these pcr tests where they run it through like 30 30 People be... 40 cycles you know you run that many cycles you can you can find almost anything in anybody so like if they if you get a high cycle pcr test and there's a small trace of covid you have no symptoms you're fine and 3 weeks later you dropped dead of a heart attack that's a fucking covid death
1: yeah yeah, I, that's people are going to be so so blackpilled listening to this episode, man.
2: <laughs> hey, no, but you know, it, it, don't it's all, don't uh, don't in, me. This, don't in me the span me. of twenty four hours, you know, on January twentieth, um, the two of the heaviest lockdown states, New York and California, the most dr- draconian totalitarian states in the union, you know, they. Finally decide, okay, we can't do this forever. We're gonna open back up. Come on back in, you know, Joe Biden's president now. I mean, maybe it's the magic of Joe Biden, maybe he's curing uh COVID.
1: You know, a lot of people said that was gonna happen and I didn't believe it. I was like I no. didn't either. I, I can't was like, believe no. how
2: quickly how quickly it's happening.
1: Yeah, and and I was like, they'll they'll never do that. Like, number one, it's so transparent. Yeah. <laughs> number two like they don't want to give this control up and number three um the the there nobody's going to put up with this nobody's going to i guess that goes with the transparency but nobody's going to put up with this nobody's going to look at this and be like well wait yesterday it was deadly but today yeah. it's okay i think people are seeing it but we're
2: just not seeing stories about it
1: but uh, there are a lot of people seeing it. I I can tell you that I, I get contacted. uh, I I got contacted this week by a family member um, asking me going like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Like, (laughs) I would, I'd never put them out there, but (laughs) I, but, but I, I get it. My wife gets it. Like, yes, I, there, there are people that are like, Hold on one fucking second. What the fuck happened to this country? I'd heard people say stuff like this like 10 years ago, and I was like, no way. And then I woke up in 2020 and was like, what (laughs) the fuck is going on? Yeah, you you put on
2: CNN now, and from March until um, January 19th, they had the, you know, what I like to call the death box in in the whole right side of the screen. Case count, death count, worldwide yeah. case count, worldwide yeah. death count. It's gone. It no was gone. Death, no it, more death box.
1: It. it you know when it was gone? November fourth, because then it was a countdown to when Orange Man left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, it was
2: there after November fourth. I remember seeing it. Oh, was and, uh, it okay? Yeah, I remember I
1: hearing a story about it. Like on November fourth, it was like, hey, suddenly your death count is gone, <laughs> and now you got the now you got counting down the days to Orange Man leave. Oh I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: and uh, yeah, um, I saw this one that just oh these people with with Biden. It's uh, one, I don't know who the anchor was, but it was it was CNN. and they're they're playing the inaug- the inauguration. And just just think about how these people talked about Trump. I mean, you know, we're not we're no Trump fans. You know he's he he can be he can be a dick but i mean these people this lady was like you know the 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 sidelights on the national mall reflecting pool are like extensions of joe biden's arms embracing america (laughs) like holy shit i i had my hand over my mouth watching like you've got to be kidding me
1: was it chris matthews whenever obama got elected i got thrills going up my leg yeah yeah well well, the
2: dude with the one time they complimented Trump when he's sending missiles over to to bomb Syria yeah oh oh, the the beauty of the bombs flying
1: through the air oh this
2: is presidential This,
1: this is his first time he's acted presidential <laughs> he's he's cause he just fucking murdered fucking children.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't say
1: something like you know, it's like the the outstretched
2: traps of Joe Biden's mask filtering out all the deplorables. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> the,
1: the lights are acting as a filter like lasers. <laughs> they are the disease is gone <laughs> we're, we're healed
2: we're healed america's healing
1: white supremacy went out with the 94 crime bill <laughs> yeah yeah. Fucking yeah people and the worst part is there are a lot of libertarians that accept this uh, there are so many What how how is how how is blue
2: pill cathedral worshipping libertarians?
1: Do you think that's all it is? Do you think I you think it's just a blue blue pill thing? Because I'm trying to I think
2: they want to be accepted into popular society, they want to be accepted to the cocktail parties, They, they they want to be a part of that group,
1: yeah. But no, I'm not even talking about that, I'm talking about people I would see like in facebook groups and stuff like that you know like just your average joe who's a working guy just your average working guy but they just buy into it i mean it's like i guess they're the reason audience the Cato audience like i guess uh, i just i can't i i I just can't place my finger on it
2: well i think those people in the facebook comments are just reflecting what you know, the people they listen to are saying, you listen to the Cato podcast, the reason podcast. I mean, some of it's all right. I mean, Nick Gillespie is good sometimes, but you know, I'm listening to them talk about the the, the violent insurrection on January 6th. Then it's, it's, I might as well have been listening to a CNN podcast.
1: Oh my God. You know, with, with the
2: occasional pushback from Nick Gillespie. That's it. But,
1: you know, I, I was so I, I'm just going to say this because they don't know who I am. And even if they found out who I was, they wouldn't give a shit. I was so fucking disappointed in the fifth column. I, was, uh, I didn't even listen. I don't even
2: listen to them anymore.
1: Oh, dude, I, I haven't listened to him since because Camille wouldn't even come out and like say anything of any reason. He just let Moynihan blue pill the whole fucking audience. Oh, God. And I'm like, dude, come on, dude. Like, we all know who you are, Camille.
0: Like, fucking yeah.
1: just be you. I'm surprised he didn't. Know. I'm surprised he didn't push back. He he really didn't. He just kind of let Moynihan go off on his thing, you know? And Isn't Moynihan
2: the dude that, you know, you know pushes more with Syria too?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, he... I, I only listened to that podcast for Camille and it was somewhere last year, sometime last year, I noticed he would veer away from certain conversations. He just wouldn't have them. He wouldn't engage in them. And he would always come at you about race and this, that, and the other. He would always have that conversation, which is what drew me to him in the first place, which is right. fine, but we know your point on race. Yeah. Talk economics. You call yes. yourself an anarcho-capitalist. You're you're a Misesian, a Rothbardian, talk economics. When they're hey. saying stupid shit about universal basic income or fucking welfare programs, talk economics with them. But he won't yes. do it. It's like the he's not he, he, He's the, not, uh, he's yeah, the yeah. you know like everybody says well you got to have a token black guy. He's the token anti-black guy. Yeah, You know, but, and, and it's like, come on, man. Anybody who doesn't know who Camille is that I'm not calling him a racist. That's not what I was saying. Yeah. he yeah. He's a, he's of a darker skin tone that does not consider himself black. I so. think he's
2: just anti-race.
1: Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is very anti-race. That's probably a more succinct way of putting it. So, right.
2: yeah, but you know, what's the point? I'm, uh, just listening to some of these types that we're talking about, um, you know, w- we all follow a, a pretty radical I- ideology, philosophy, and these cath- the, the cathedral and these people—they're never ever going to accept it, no matter how nice you are, no matter how much you agree with them, or no matter how many times you say. It, it's not enough to be racist, uh, uh, whatever that freaking tweet was from Jorgensen. But uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, So, you know, why not, you know, be bold. Say what we think. Stop pandering to these people and just try to educate people. Because
1: I guess if you are an elitist of the third largest political party, you might be second tier, but you're still an elitist. But the fact of the matter is you're an elitist of 1% of the fucking vote. You fucking numbskulls. You are fucking losers. So like fucking get over yourselves. You're nothing. You're nothing. And these people never paid you any fucking attention. You were nothing more than a laughing stock to them. And nobody yes. gave a fuck about you. And that's why people like me and Pete were like last year going, man, fuck this shit. Because we had to watch this shit. Knowing that if Spike Cohen were the top of the ticket, we would at least be getting some fucking like decent messaging. Yeah. And we listen to this fucking, you know, Joe Jorgensen yeah. go around fucking preaching like she's a fucking kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Getting us, getting us yeah. all in fucking line to go to lunch. Man, fuck you. Yeah, it, it's like, the, we're in the middle...
2: They're in a run. We're in the middle of the government walking everyone in their homes and, and she's out there saying the government's too big, too intrusive. It's like... It, yeah, but maybe... It's like Gary Johnson. It's like... <laughs> You know, I just think that going to war is just a very inefficient way to fucking, like, like, come on, dude. What was that? Like Dave Smith on Joe Rogan. Dave it's Smith like, did the perfect.
1: that's what exactly what I was going to say. That was the yeah. best impersonation of Gary Johnson.
2: Yeah. I, I just... I think that uh, picking cotton is an inefficient way to <laughs>
1: slavery is an inefficient yeah. way of collecting cotton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh fucking...
0: my god, no,
2: no! It's slavery is fucking immoral and it needs to be abolished immediately. No shit. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> These wars are fucking immoral. Talk about fucking Yemen. You know what? Give details about it. Show pictures of what's happening there. You know, call these people out for the fucking blood-soaked monsters that they are. We're not going to win, so why not use the fucking, what a 220,000 Twitter followers, the, these platforms
1: you have, to, to speak the truth to, to these monsters? I saw a guy the other day on Twitter, and somebody asked him, like, so what do you think libertarian is and he goes well we're just fiscally conservative and socially liberal i said you're fiscally unpopular and socially awkward (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's perfect <laughs> fucking stop thinking that way, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not a you're not middle of the road. You're not an independent. You want to no. be an independent, go be a fucking independent. Yeah. Believe no, us, you're, you're get the fuck away ra- from us radicals because we're radicals. Start up. acting
2: start acting like one. <laughs> and I think we all need to start acting more like one. No shit,
1: man. Listen, li-
2: listen to Pete's last month worth of podcasts and Follow
1: that playbook, (laughs) (laughs) and try not to get kicked off of Twitter. Yeah, well, fucking stop Fed posting, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, his he's been great. His episode, whatever,
2: July and Dave,
1: those are two good ones. Yeah, they, uh, they were good. Yeah, the one with Aaron was my favorite. With Aaron. Yeah, from Friends uh from oh, Timeline
2: Earth. Timeline Earth. Oh my yeah. god. I started listening to that a while ago. That's, when I need a when I need a laugh, man. <laughs> I love Pete's um, episodes with either him or Bird, Bird. breaking down these different uh philosophers and stuff. Those I mean, are real. You good. know,
1: I, I still gotta get back to the one what who is who would they they did one I think I missed. They just did um they did uh, the last one i heard was about lenin but Lenin, yes the one before that wasn't it on sterner yeah that was yeah. a good one yeah i miss, i missed that one i got to get back and listen to that one yeah so but um yeah yeah man like i don't <laughs> what do we do about these libertarians man because like, yeah. like i'm kind of like i'm kind of torn because i'm like man see see all right let me the point of my podcast and and for those of, the, of you that hate my podcast so much that listen just so you can shit talk it, let me let me just explain something to you. This fucking podcast is not for you. You fucking dopes. You fucking waspy little cheerleaders of the cathedral. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck about you, right? I'm not here for you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking for you. I'm talking for and to the blue collar average everyday Joe. That's who yeah. I'm here for. These that's the people I deal with. I'm a truck driver, you fucking retards. If you haven't figured it out, I don't give a fuck about your little prissy fucking, you know, uh popularity contest. I don't give a shit. So go to fucking hell. Leave me the fuck alone. All right. That being said, feel better? I, a little bit. <laughs> that that being said, this podcast is about bridging that gap Between the normie, the the apolitical, the guy who's just now, like, waking up and going, what the fuck is going on in my country? Uh. It's bridging that gap to the Scott Hortons, the Dan Smiths, the Pete Quinones. That's my goal here. And, And these little poppy seed fucking Libertarians, you know, f- fluttering around like little butterflies skipping through the field. Oh my goodness, we don't like white supremacy. We don't like this. We don't like that. Okay. Nobody's saying any of us fucking like it either. Yeah. But it's not at the top of our goddamn list. You know what's yeah. at the top of my fucking list? The CIA, the yes. Federal Reserve, illegal yes. fucking wars, fucking genocide in fucking Yemen. That's at yeah. the top of my fucking list. They- I don't. Give a fuck, you know, abusive fucking cops, murdering people like Daniel Shaver, choking a dude in the middle of the street. I don't care what drugs the dude was on, they choked him to death in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. All right. So that's on the top of my fucking list. Duncan Lemp. Duncan limp thank you very much red flag laws yeah they fucking yeah. get people fucking killed that's at the top of our fucking list so take your little prissy fucking culture and move along to your goddamn democratic party where you fucking belong
2: hey but but one of the bml organizers the liked joe Jorgensen's tweet huh.
1: well come on pete <laughs> I mean, come come on, Tommy. <laughs> you're now you're now you're just fantasizing about yeah. Pete. Yeah. yeah. No, like, but seriously, like, what? You're right. It's. Wh- I mean, there's such, there's such atrocious things going on in this world. We just faced yeah. a year where fucking 80% of the country was locked down in their fucking houses. Yeah. Told they couldn't fucking leave without wearing a fucking diaper over their goddamn yeah. face, inhaling carbon dioxide. You know, yeah. like— what the fuck, man? Why are yeah. you fucking so concerned about whether or not I like the color of somebody's skin? You know what color skin I like? My wife's skin. My wife has beautiful skin. Any yes. other skin on a female is uncivilized. I want my wife's skin. That's it. I give a shit less about the rest of it.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna say a second ago, but I was gonna like, when's the last time- you were calling me Pete? But yeah, yeah. listen, Pete. Uh, Listen, Dave. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Tom. Let's. (laughs) When's the last time the official Libertarian Party Twitter said a fucking word about Yemen? Go and look. Go, go. Scroll down for fucking days, and you won't find a freaking word. When's the last time they said, you know, to open up the economy? It's it's non-existent. Yeah. No. It's unbelievable. what are we using that platform for? You know, if the libertarian the libertarian party is gonna exist, you know, I'm 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 all for you know what that's why I'm doing work with the Mises caucus, because I think right. they got it, they got it, they got that got it down. I mean, right. Meet here at the local level, like I told you earlier, we're working on things like defend the guard. Like I was on a Zoom call with Dan McKnight and uh, legislatures that you know I could see when I go out. in in the world, like these people are close, close to us. So you can make an, uh, have an effect in the most local of levels by doing activism and reaching out to these people and getting people in the local legislature and, you know, anything school board, freaking dog catcher. I don't give a shit. Like I'm all for that, but you go up to the national level. We're not going to win anything there and we should do like, Angela McCardle said, "You know, we should be a, a shit-talking prophet. We should be throwing bombs at these people, you know, right, left and right. Like just using that platform, having a, a presidential candidate who's going to go out there and and inspire people and tell the truth, like Ron Paul did, and tell and talk about Yemen and talk about those these totalitarian lockdowns and." You know, point, point these things out to people. We have a platform. We can get th- this message out there. Right. And stop pandering. Don't, who, hashtag fucking BLM. Like, wh- what's that going to do? No. Hashtag friggin' save Yemen. Like, seriously. The, the, we need to use that platform to be calling these blood-soaked monsters out for who they are. And, you know, we can do that. Or we can just, you know, have justin amash and you know try to get tulsi gabbard to be her his running mate and get freaking 4.2 percent and then everybody forgets about the libertarian candidate again and yeah. he goes back to being a lawyer
1: yeah no doubt you know and i i hear you know i i heard larry sharp the other day i, I can't remember who he was talking to he but he was saying oh a perfect libertarian ticket would be justin amash and tulsi gabbard because they may not win the presidency, but they get a lot of attention for down ballot. And I kind of see his, his theory behind it, but that's not what we need. We're, we're dealing with a government that is completely out of control. We have yes. a population that is, are taking over Wall Street through finances. They are bankrupting. They are working at bankrupting hedge funds. We got to reach those guys. Those are the guys that we want on our side, right? Yeah,
2: we want the autist on Reddit right now. On
1: yeah, side. we want the radicals. We want the people that are actually going to to, to make moves and shake things up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I like Tulsi Gabbard. I, I like Justin Amash, but yeah, me too. Yeah. They don't really get me, they don't grab my attention. Mm-hmm. We don't, don't need Justin Amash to help down
2: ballot candidates. I mean, it's good for the pre- like whoever the presidential candidate is can talk up the down ballot candidates. That that's fine, but that that's up that's up to us local activists and these local, you know, party people to to work on on those and reach out to people in your neighborhood and community.
1: Well, if the whole point of Justin Amash, if if his only idea is to to run for president, to help down ballot candidates. How about not run for president and just go campaign for all the down ballot candidates? Yes, go go
2: freaking go nuts. You know, Nobody's go saying your, you can't do
1: that. Go
2: join your legislature. You know, you go back down to being in the local government and work with activists and try to get people elected. You don't need to go on to CNN to to you know not mention the word liberty once like when he was running for libertarian for a hot minute, you need to go onto CNN and say the things like we've been talking about. Right.
1: We, we have to, we have to
2: find well, somebody. Well, uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying, no, you don't even need CNN. Fuck CNN. Fuck you CNN. know? Yeah. We got plenty of freaking avenues to, to get the message out. We don't need the freaking cathedral. We don't need the corporate media
1: anymore. And we don't want them. We don't no, want we, don't. we want no. people fighting them. That's yes. what we want. That's what the point of these podcasts are. We those are our enemies. That's who we are fighting. We are at war with those people. They are the mouthpieces for the the oppress the oppressive regimes that you have been living under for the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They are a propaganda outlet. That's it. They are not your friends. They are not giving you information. They are telling you what they need you to hear so that you follow marching orders. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. need people that are fighting them. Who is fighting them? And it's not Justin we're, Amash. I, as much respect as I have for Justin Amash. It's not yeah. Justin Amash. Right. Yeah. We're, we're seeing right
2: now who's fighting them. And it's not the Libertarian Party. No, it's not. It's not. It, it, it's, it's these wonderful people who are doing what they're doing. And, we're, you know, what we're watching right now, what's happening is just unbelievable. And it's, you know, this has been one big black pill, like you said. But, you know, I think that's the white pill talking about what's going on now and, you know, what what it could lead to. Like,
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I don't want anybody to get like mistaken. I am very optimistic. Like what we're seeing, all right, between the 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 great boomer capital tour of twenty twenty one, and 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 the attacks on Wall Street by use utilizing their rules against them, this is good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like with th- this whole. System is designed
2: to protect these people, these these billionaire hedge fund managers who don't contribute a a goddamn thing to society, and just you know make billions off the backs of of working people, and you know tanking freaking companies and making billions off. It. And, and these people figured it out, and and we're pushing back. I mean, I mean. Back before the lockdowns happened, you know, and these people are all intertwined with government. Like Diane Feinstein sold all her freaking all her shares in hotels right before the lockdown. It's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is that? Like that, you know. If <laughs> you know, in the, the Robinhood yesterday, they, they 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 stopped people from trading. Like, right. if 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 I was doing bad on a on a stock, like can can you halt it for me no of course not
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but when these people stop losing money and then you look that you know Robinhood app is owned by the people of the people at citadel who are one of one of these big hedge fund managers right it's just you know it's one it's one big Friggin' party, and you're not invited.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The great George Carlin. Yeah. Thank, and, thank you, George.
2: Yeah, you, know, you they lock you lock people in their homes for months, months on end, and then you know, a company like GameStop gets hit hard. I mean, you know, people are going towards the internet anyway, but they they were still around as a GameStop right near my house and you know if i'm buying a new system i'll go there and, and get it and but you know the lockdown happens and these people are destroyed and then you get this these hedge funds people who are short selling them and tanking their their stock and yeah and, uh, and, and we're pushing and we're pushing back and it's it's like 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 dave said what we're doing this is doing more impact than this is doing more impact and transferring more wealth to regular people than a hundred years of progressive policy.
1: Well, and, and here's another thing here is something I tweeted out today. It, it has been revealed. It has been revealed when Robin hood shut down the ability to buy certain stocks. And now today's shut down the ability to buy crypto. It was revealed that, Hey, we are we, we're not on your side. We're doing this for them. And we may have said that our whole goal was to give people the ability to buy stocks. But what we were really doing is we were taking the information, kind of like Facebook does, we were taking your data and we were telling these rich hedge funders who, what people were buying so that they knew what to fucking short. Right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. so when they shut down they just exposed themselves the veil was lifted it was just right there in the open we're not on your side buddy
0: we're we're an app
1: we're an app you can use but we're not your app yeah and how ironic the name robin hood yeah yeah i've heard people say (laughs) that but you know i always I, i always tell people man Remember watching the show? Yeah. No, I don't. I. Yeah, he was yeah. stealing from the tax yes. collectors. He was stealing from the government and giving it back <laughs> to the people. But yeah, so,
2: like this this app is protecting these people.
1: Right. Yeah. No. For real. And but but the tweet I put out, I was like, so we are to believe that the financial system is rigged, but the elections aren't. Yeah. That's, right. what that's what you're right. asking us to believe right now you're showing us how the financial system works but yeah. we're supposed to still have faith in the electoral process yeah. no i mean
2: you know, th- these people are selected and i think trump if there's anything good that he did you know he definitely he threw he, he threw a monkey wrench in that and he got them all in panic mode and it's been it was four years of of them panicking and making up stories and you know all, all the way to here we are today and,
1: well it was the first you know, time ever they were able to point at uh, a candidate and call him racist and sexist and xenophobic and homophobic and all their little fucking phobics and isms yeah. and ists and whatever the hell they want to throw at him nazi or whatever it was the first time it never mattered. And they were yeah. like, holy shit, the propaganda is yeah. not working. The hype, yeah. the hominem yeah. everything we've used to control these little gremlins that we call citizens isn't working anymore. Yeah, and,
2: and, you, and you can tell just by the way, you know, think what you want about him. I I, I think he's a friggin' blood-soaked monster like the rest of them, because of what he did in Yemen, but you know, the way they talked about him and the way they treated him, you can tell he wasn't one of them. Yeah, he was a billionaire, but he wasn't he wasn't a member of the cathedral. And it right. was plain as day to see.
1: Well, and that was that was what made it so hard through his presidency. And that's why I think it's actually a good thing that he lost was right. All right. Throughout his <laughs> presidency, people like you and me were like forced to be like, no, 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 no. That's not right. And then you're like, oh, uh, you're a Trump supporter. No, I'm not a Trump supporter. But this, what you're saying right now is completely fucking wrong. Like, and so we had to kind of, we we were trying, we found ourselves in a position where defending the truth meant that we had to defend him to an extent. Right. Right. And now we're not in that position anymore. Yeah, you're right. I don't know
2: how many times I had to preface a statement with, I'm not a Trump supporter, but.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and here's a good thing. All right. And I was talking to my wife about this earlier. My, the, the language of conservatives and the Trump supporter is, very similar to our language right like what they say they believe it coincides with what you and i actually believe right what they have failed to do was get over the 15000 hours of government schooling and and follow the logic logical conclusion right yeah So given they already have the language, they already understand the concept. All we're trying to do is defeat their cognitive dissonance and open their eyes. Well, the fucking cathedral is doing half the fucking work for us. Yeah. So then all we have to do is say, yeah, we're over here. We've been here the whole time. You see what I mean? You, you think a lot of,
2: you think there was a lot of red pills being swallowed in 2016. I think there's a hell of a lot more being swallowed oh in God. 2020 2021. No shit. I mean, and and these people, these these Trump supporters, you know, you got some people in the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian movement that, you know, just want nothing to do with them and, and you know, want to s- call them white supremacist and insurrectionists. And it's like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, some of these people can be reached. I mean, therefore, they're getting to be red-pilled into libertarianism right now, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you you look at, again, we're going to bring it back to the Wall Street bets. You look at this, and you look at what's going on with Wall Street bets. And you're like, these guys are experiencing laissez-faire. Yeah. Like all they need is the right messenger to reach them. You know what I'm saying? Like they are they understand who the enemy is, they understand the corruption of the system, they understand that it's it's all been rigged against them. All they need is to hear the right messenger. Right. And once they hear that, it's like they're they're gonna be unstoppable because these guys obviously are pretty brilliant if you ask me like i never i never stopped to think hey you know what i could do is learn the rules of the stock market and beat these fucking hedge funds at their own game never once crossed my mind to play (laughs) their i never thought playing their game you know like i uh, never once.
2: now's the time to strike though now's the time for the the bigger libertarian voices out there to be to be explaining the financial system and free market economics and, you know, the, the financial system and what these people do and crony capitalism, corporatism and all this stuff, not we're fiscally liberal and fiscally conservative and socially liberal. It's like, Oh, come on, get, let's get into the weeds on this right now while we can.
1: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking lutely, man. You're right on. And, you know, we have some really good messengers out there. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm one of them. I, I do sure I, I, I do a podcast for a specific purpose. I'm talking to a specific person. Those people know who they are. We're the yep. we're the fucking degenerate redneck motherfuckers who like to drink a lot of beer. Like we know who we are. We'd rather be riding four-wheelers than talking politics. Like I, I'm not gonna lie to you. So but but at the same time, you know, this stuff's important and it fucking it interfered with our lives. You know, I've said this several times. I wouldn't even do this podcast if it wasn't for the fact that this shit started get interfering with my life, right? Once yeah. it started interfering in my life, and I'm like, I got five kids. I got to make sure, like, what am I going to do if I told my kids why I just sat around, twiddled my thumbs and went to work 40 hours a week and did nothing else, you know? like at least all right i being out here on the road it's hard for me it's it's really difficult it's it's a struggle for me to to remain involved but i do everything i can to remain involved and i do everything i can to keep this this podcast flowing and keep it like interesting for people and, and and to talk about things that are going on and to address subjects that i think are making a difference for the future of freedom and 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 things that will impact my children's lives in the future you know and you know my kids I have my you know I have a granddaughter now you know she's a year oh, old wow. yeah and so that's really? yes. you know so I'm like looking at this and I'm like she was born she was $255,000 in debt the day she was born like this isn't cool man like, like I'm not okay with this And I don't have to be okay with this. And I got to do something. I got to talk somewhere. I got to fucking put it out there somehow. If I can make even the slightest little difference, you know? And, and so like, that's why I do this. And it's like, all right, you know, like, and then you, you have a, you have a, you know, new baby and, and you're out there and you're like, I know what's best. I know the right path. And so by attracting people, grabbing people that are already predisposed to this message, who may have some bad thoughts, all right? They might have yeah. some wrong opinions, but you know what? They're predisposed to the message. Get them in the community. Get them in the culture of freedom, of liberty. Let them see an Eric July, a Maj Touré, somebody yeah. that's not like them. And then let that change their mind. Don't be a fucking... The the Stasi standing at the fucking gates of libertarianism saying you're not going to let somebody in because you think they might have the wrong opinion. Uh Oh, they
2: they made a a bad tweet three years ago that somebody dug up.
1: Or a tasteless meme. I mean, who hasn't hasn't posted the meme of a helicopter? No, you know...
2: explain to them like that, you know, the, the lockdowns and how it's being magically reversed right in front of our eyes and what's happening with wall street bets and, and the stock market. And, you know, <laughs> you know, talk about how, you know, thousands of troops are being sent back to Syria as we speak right now.
1: Right. Like, <laughs> all well, these it, things. Like, and, and when David Nolan, David Nolan wrote an article, Years ago, I can't remember exactly when, but he wrote an article years ago, and he said, libertarianism by its nature is evangelical. And Konkin rejected being evangelical in his message, and he thought that, that individuals acting and leading by example was what spread freedom from individual to individual. But what neither of them thought is what something I heard Pete say and something that I believe is that this is a multi front battle. You can't just do one or the other set up your own individual freedom. As Harry Brown said, how I found freedom in an unfree world, yeah. but at the same time, be evangel- evangelical, spread the message of Liberty too. Cause some people might learn by example, other people might learn by preaching or the evangelism some people if you speak logically to them uh i had a guest on a while back good friend of mine can kind of kind of a conservatarian more of a constitutionalist um from texas his name's keith orsag he's been on the show uh so i think it's okay if i say his name yeah i shared a meme one time that that blew his mind and it was that it was that real simple meme if you think you're so free, name one thing that isn't taxed, regulated, or illegal, right? And he's like, yeah. "Dude, when you shared that, I thought about it, and I, you're right."
2: Yeah, and that and that's a better strategy than saying, "Oh, the Constitution! Oh, the Constitution doesn't mean shit. Why do you freaking like that thing?" It's like not like, yeah. <laughs> like some hand caps out there would do.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we can introduce him to Lysander Spooner, but you oh, know, yeah, do it but day no, one. the way
2: you the way you appro- approach him about it, like, you know, new people, I mean, it's like yeah. you, go, you know, don't find their faults, find the things you agree on and expand on it. And then as time goes on, you can, you know, plant those other seeds.
1: Right. It's like I was talking to my wife earlier. You can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, like all you you got, you don't want to argue with them. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to argue with you. I'm going to, I'm going to find our commonalities in our conversation and I'm going to use those commonalities and I'm just going to show you, okay, yeah, but, but in order to be consistent in this idea, this is where you want to go. And then you, from this step, you go to this step and this step, you go to this step. And it's a process. None of us were libertarian overnight. Not one of us, not one of us were like full-blown libertarian overnight we all had our inconsistencies we were all fucking contradicting ourselves at some point in time we probably all still do at some point in time in
2: 2011 2012 i was freaking
1: i was excited to
2: vote for barack obama i didn't know shit about fuck (laughs) and yeah and then you know i i just had this this memory of then of talking about obama at a bar And my my tat what my tattoo artist was telling me to check out Ron Paul, and I I took one look at him, I was like, oh, fucking old white Republican, and I forgot (laughs) all about it. And then I then I saw a a video clip of him talking about the war because I started to get into you know being against these wars, but I was still like a Democrat. And then I heard this guy talking about it, and then it was just you know that freaking rabbit hole that you know led me to start reading books and listening to podcasts, and it's it's been. know eight years to you know
1: where i am today yeah i i i embarrassingly embarrassingly (laughs) i i freely admit i'm embarrassed by it i donated to ted cruz's presidential campaign yeah 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 we were on the
2: opposite ends of the cathedral
1: (laughs) i I was like i was like this man is a straight constitutionalist he has the constitution memorized who's better than him you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I bought it. And then, you know, you know, you want to, we're going to have this last little bit of the conversation. I'll let you plug whatever you want to plug and we'll get, we'll get down here. But you, you want to know the the craziest thing about my conversion from a uh, uh, Glenn Beck style conservative to where I am today. What's that? What got me thinking and changed my mind was a phone call with Austin Peterson when he was running for president. Oh no shit, huh? No shit. Wow. Of all the milk toast motherfuckers that could have changed my goddamn mind. Wow. It was Austin Peterson. Hey he would have been a better pick than Gary
2: Johnson though.
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah that, that's for sure. Yeah.
2: Um my besides Ron Paul the second thing that did it for me was the first book libertarian book i ever read which was mary ruat's hailing our world no is that i haven't it? read yeah. that one yeah no it's uh yeah Hailing our world in an age of aggression i have to turn around and look at it on my bookshelf
1: yeah yeah i haven't look, i haven't read that one i'm gonna have to check that one out I've, yeah it's good First and then
2: ron ron paul revolution was the first book first, two books I read. first
1: quote-unquote libertarian book i ever read was the law by bastia oh that's that's great oh man you want to talk that's about great. my mind being blown out of my back of my skull
2: that's that that's one small pamphlet of just red pill after red pill
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I became, that's what that's why i started a podcast so quickly i was like i gotta tell people about this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two two small little books that you can
2: recommend to people, The Law and Anatomy of the State. Anatomy
1: of the State, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the first two I read. Yeah. <laughs> Those were my first two that was the first exposure to libertarianism was I read The Law and other after Austin Peterson I talked to Austin Peterson and what we were we were actually both reading the exact same book at that time we were it was um What is it called? The Art of Power. And it's a biography on Thomas Jefferson by John Meacham. And then uh, he was like, after you're done with that, have you read uh, these books? And I was like, no. And and he told me I can't remember what book he told me to read, but I never I don't think I ever read it because I ended up finding the Mises Caucus. And and then I saw the Judge Napolitano speech. Where he basically admitted that he was an anarchist. And then I found the Tom Woods show. And yeah. in the suggestions under the Tom Woods show was an audiobook version of The Law. And I listened to it. And the next audiobook suggested was Anatomy of the State. So those were the first two libertarian books I ever read. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, one that I recommend to conservative friends that are on all the way where we are is uh crisis and leviathan yes by robert higgs the yes. ratchet effect yeah yeah, that's yeah. a great book H- Hornberger used
1: to talk about that one a lot higgs higgs was uh a god among men yeah yeah but uh yeah i,
2: I one of the things i've been taking away with everything going on right now is that i i hope that it's um just a, a nail in the identity politics game right, right now. Like I, I don't think they're going to be able to pull that shit for a while right now with everything that's going on.
1: I, man, they're going to try. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm always, I'm always cautious when, it, whenever they have a strategy like that that's worked so effectively and there are so many people you gotta think about it. Right. There are, are are people that believe in identity politics as as strongly as you and I believe in liberty. And so yeah. there are people that are extremely passionate about this. And so I'm I'm really careful to hedge my bets when it comes to something like that. I think that's gonna be well- there's going to yeah. be one of those beasts that's going to be hard to kill. Yeah, the, the, there's some
2: powerful people and ideas behind identity politics.
1: Absolutely. You
2: know, the it's you know the the the, the Marxist language that's used in it. It's it, it's a very appealing to people. Yeah. But you know, I'm I, I'm starting to see a pushback on it. Like I, you know, I saw a tweet about you know. Oh, we, we got, um, you know, women in the oh, air, trans, trans people are going to be allowed back in the military. And I saw all sorts of people, not even libertarians, like, like just, just mocking it. Like, you know, with a clapping hands emojis, more trans drone pilots to, to bomb freaking. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, because that's what more that's, female that, drone
2: pilots. So that's that's no what we brown people in third world countries.
1: That was what America was that's what America's real sin was. We didn't have enough trans people yeah, um yeah. committing war crimes and, exactly. and participating in genocides. That's that you know, was everybody that was the should problem.
2: have everybody should have an equal opportunity to drone bomb uh doctors without borders hospital in Syria. I mean, come
1: mm-hmm. on absolutely <laughs> absolutely man. all right brothers. Uh, yeah. where where can these people find you if you want them to find me huh.
2: i got nothing to plug right now but I, i'm on facebook eric sawyer i'm on i got a instagram meme page at all at all we want is liberty and that's about it i'm not that active on twitter but i'm at at ets one three eight um that's about it yeah
1: oh, i thought you were running that um what was it uh dank dank memes was it
2: no that those what the Hornburger dank memes stash
1: yeah are you still running no, that's, that
2: that's a couple other um my buddies that were on the Hornburger campaign oh okay uh, i i got, saw n- they got nuked from facebook but i think they're back on now
1: well i saw some i saw they i, I i'm i'm assuming it was them that started uh another one called dave smith dank memes
2: yeah that's that i think that's uh mitch's little oh is that mitch oh, okay. yeah okay yeah I, I just got i just got my instagram page that i just dump all my memes on get some originals on there but yeah that's about it all right and, and i do doing the work with the mises caucus in the hampshire all
1: right man well how do you how do how can people get in touch with the mises caucus if they're interested in finding more out about the libertarian party mises
2: dot com facebook just search libertarian party mises caucus same thing with twitter at lp mises caucus and they got an instagram page too same thing they're like on LP. They're, they're on, on me- all of them yeah they're on well. yeah, yeah that's what i was just, just gonna say yeah that's what i was just search libertarian party mises caucus and um if you're in a certain state and you want to get involved with the state party you just search libertarian party mises caucus new hampshire you know massachusetts and any state you're in and you'll find it and you can reach out to their
1: organizers all right man well eric you're one of the best ones i'm going to stop the recording and then we're just chat for a minute and then we'll be done all right well
2: thanks for having me on my first podcast appearance i've ever had
1: i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad you came on man i am glad i finally twisted your arm enough i've been backstory i've been trying to get this motherfucker on this goddamn podcast for two years now so (laughs) (laughs) i'm so goddamn
2: busy man i know man I i know
0: said you just a slave. All your good intentions took you to your grave. Your pride is how they killed you. With the flag you wave, just like a the fool. They promised you a mountain gifted you a stone They demanded that you throw it into your neighbor's home and then seize all that they worked for and give it to the throne just like a tool well, As we all just stand in line and glorify new ways of being cruel Seems to me It's not something that they're teaching us in school. They dumbs down all around propaganda, their pollution. They set a cage up on the stage, off a side for a solution. To build a wall, block them all from this mental institution, it's insane. Wall where beggars knees. If you want a clean drink of water, well, you must say pretty please, it's all a game. As we all just stand in line and justify these crimes done in our names. It seems to me authority and tyranny are both one and the same. And sacrificial right Just like we should Cause this world And needs a cleansing To burn away the shame And destroy all the remnants Of those who are to blame And we'll stack them up Like cordwood Watch them sizzle on the flames For good. But well, as we all just stand Some kind of Robin Hood Our liberty will never be Until our right to freedom is understood